0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Tay Sachs disease found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An eight month old boy of Central European descent is brought to the pediatrician due to progressive weakness, decreased visual attentiveness, and an exaggerated response when startled. He was born at 38 weeks gestation with no perinatal complications and an unremarkable prenatal history. At birth, he had no apparent deficits. On physical exam, there is no hepatosplenomegaly. On fundoscopy, there is a prominent fovea centralis accompanied by pallor of the perifoveal macula. Laboratory testing is significant for 1% beta-hexosaminidase A activity with normal beta-hexosaminidase B isoenzyme activity in white blood cells let's continue with an introduction to Tay-Sachs disease. Clinically, this is defined as a lysosomal storage disorder secondary to hexosaminidase A deficiency. In terms of the epidemiology, Ashkenazi Jews are mostly affected. Other risk factors include a family history of hexosaminidase A deficiency. In terms of the pathophysiology, remember that normally hexosaminidase A breaks down GM2 ganglioside. So the enzyme deficiency results in ganglioside accumulation within the lysosome of nerve cells, resulting in neurodegeneration. In terms of the genetics, this demonstrates an autosomal recessive inheritance pattern. The mutation is on chromosome 15 and it affects the alpha subunit of hexosaminidase A gene. This gene encodes for the hexosaminidase A protein. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will be dependent on the type of Tay-Sachs disease but they may include progressive weakness, hypotonia, seizures, vision loss, ataxia or incoordination, and cognitive impairment. On exam, one will also note things that are dependent on the type of Tay-Sachs disease. This may include a cherry red spot of the fovea centralis of the macula, hyperreflexia, decerebrate posturing. Importantly, however, the exam will demonstrate a liver and spleen that are normal-sized. In terms of the diagnostic criteria, remember that the diagnosis is confirmed with an absent to near absent beta-hexosaminidase A activity. This can be performed in the white blood cells and in the serum. Beta-hexosaminidase B isoenzyme must be normal or elevated, however. Molecular genetic testing of beta-hexosaminidase A is useful for genetic counseling in at-risk family members. And with regards to the differential, make sure to think about A disease Gaucher disease, and metachromatic leukodystrophy. In terms of treatment, conservative options include supportive treatment. This is indicated in all patients with Tay Sachs disease because there is no disease modifying therapy. Complications related to Tay Sachs disease include infection, poor weight gain, and falls. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that in infantile type of Tay Sachs disease, this will lead to death before five years of age. In juvenile type, death typically occurs in adolescence or late childhood, and in late onset type, there is long-term survival. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Tay-Sachs disease, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A six-month-old boy is brought to the pediatrician by his parents for a routine visit. His parents report that he is feeding and stooling well, and they have just started experimenting with solid foods. His parents are concerned because a few weeks ago he started rolling from back to front in addition to front to back, but he now struggles when placed on his back. The patient was noted to be developmentally appropriate for his age at his last visit two months ago. On physical exam, the patient seems well-nourished and has no dysmorphic features. His temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 77 over 49. Pulse is 112 beats per minute, and respirations are 24 breaths per minute. In the examination room, he is able to roll from front to back, but cannot roll from back to front. He is not able to sit without support and makes no attempt at bouncing when supported in a standing position. The patient's abdomen is non-tender and it is soft without hepatosplenomegaly. His patellar reflexes are 4-plus bilaterally. Fundoscopic exam demonstrates a cherry red spot on the macula. Accumulation of which of the following would most likely be found in this patient's cells? And the answer choices are choice 1, cerebroside sulfate, choice 2, galactocerebroside, choice 3, glucocerebroside, choice 4, GM2 ganglioside, or choice 5, sphingomyelin. The best answer to this question is, choice four, GM2 ganglioside. This six-month-old boy who presents with developmental regression, a cherry red macula, and hyperreflexia most likely has a diagnosis of Tay-Sachs disease. Tay-Sachs disease is caused by a deficiency of beta-hexosaminidase A that results in the accumulation of GM2 ganglioside. Tay-Sachs disease is a genetic disorder caused by an autosomal recessive deficiency of the beta-hexosaminidase A enzyme. This disease presents in infant's aged two to six months with progressive neurodegeneration, hypotonia, feeding difficulties, and a cherry red spot on the macula. Tay-Sachs disease shares many features with Neiman-Pick disease. However, Neiman-Pick disease presents with the additional findings of hepatosplenomegaly and hyporeflexia, whereas Tay-Sachs presents with hyperreflexia without hepatosplenomegaly. Both diseases are more common in the Ashkenazi Jewish population. There is no curative treatment for this disease, so treatment is generally supportive. The publication by Soloveya et al. reviews the evidence regarding the diagnosis and treatment of Tay-Sachs disease. They discuss how this disease normally presents with muscle weakness, ataxia, speech, and mental disorders. They recommend considering novel treatments such as substrate reduction therapy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one. Cerebroside sulfate accumulates in metachromatic leukodystrophy, which is caused by an autosomal recessive deficiency in arylsulfatase sulfatase A. This disease presents with optic atrophy and seizures in childhood. Patients will later develop dementia, psychiatric disease, and neuropathy. There is no cure, so treatment is supportive. Choice two. Galactocerebroside accumulates in Crabbe disease, which is caused by an autosomal recessive deficiency in galactocerebrosidase. Crabbe disease presents in early infancy with developmental regression, hypotonia, and areflexia. Treatment is supportive with musculoskeletal bracing as needed. Choice 3. Glucocerebroside accumulates in Gaucher disease, which is caused by an autosomal recessive deficiency in glucocerebrosidase. Gaucher disease presents with pancytopenia and hepatosplenomegaly. Gaucher cells, or lipid-laden macrophages which resemble crumpled tissue paper, can be seen on histology. Treatment is with enzyme replacement therapy. Choice 5. Sphingomyelin accumulates in Neiman-Pick disease, an autosomal recessive sphingolipidosis caused by a deficiency in sphingomyelinase. niemann pick disease presents with many of the same features as Tay-Sachs disease, But has additional findings of hyporeflexia and hepatosplenomegaly. Finally, a bullet summary Tay Sachs disease is caused by a deficiency of beta hexosaminidase A, resulting in the accumulation of GM2 ganglioside. That's all for this review about Tay Sachs disease. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community. and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.